Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. Here at Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer here at the Center for Victory. Uh, with me again is one of uh, my faves, our faves, uh, Mr. Dick Singer, Vistage Chair Extraordinaire, and he is one of my favorite people. I don't say that lightly. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Singer. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about leadership today, and you always have good, uh, good advice for everyone. And if you could just leave us with a few more nuggets today to think about, I know you're probably going to uh, have a quote for us to start out with. We'll start there and and okay. and run. <clears throat> well, something I always talk about when we talk about leadership is, uh, or management even, is that you really, um, uh, it's more important to be respected than it is to be liked when you're in those kinds of roles. Uh, and Peter Drucker really, um, Put it very well i saw this a couple of days ago uh, if your goals are larger than your need to be liked then you will re then you will reach your goals if your need to be liked is larger than your goals then your goal will become the need to be liked <clears throat> you're a drucker uh, yeah. and that really that really sums it up i mean it's it's not about being liked it's about being respected as a leader uh, which means that you've got to make decisions that uh, may not um, sit well with people, uh, at least at first, uh, but the leader is there to make the tough decisions. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Now, have you seen, uh, well, I know you have, but have you seen where that's going wrong, where the leader needs to be liked? You know, can you give any, some of us an example of that and what that looked like and how it turned ugly? Well, um, I don't know if it turned ugly, but okay. um, I can tell you about um, and this. I've seen this happen <clears throat> on much more than one occasion, but where uh, leaders need to be liked got in the way of them actually leading their people. And um, they were afraid, um, number one, they were afraid to lose friendships. Uh, they were afraid of hurting people's feelings. Um, and they were, <clears throat> excuse me, they were afraid of, of not having everybody agree with what, with what they see or what their vision was. Uh, and that, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. And it's pretty simple. If you, if you operate that way, <clears throat> you're probably not going to get much done. Uh, and the need to have total collaboration or total agreement uh, from your staff on a decision that's being made, um, is not really um, effective. It's not an effective way to, to run a business. You know, um, I think you may have seen um, um, Peter Schutz. Did you see Peter Schutz when we had him? <clears throat> Peter Schutz was the CEO of Porsche um, and, and he passed away a couple of years ago. But um, one of the things that he said, which has always stuck with me, is that you should decide democratically, implement autocratically. <clears throat> so what does that mean for people that might not have gotten that, what you just said? I mean, I get it because I've been around you. I've gotten a lot of good, good tips from you and these speakers that we've had. But what, what does that mean to the practical leader trying to put that into play? I think what it means is that you've got to, <clears throat> you've got to be willing to listen to other people's points of view. 
uh, I think you have to be willing to have people disagree with whatever the decision is, <clears throat> uh, so that it's not just uh, coming down from the top with <clears throat> with no discussion. I think it's really important to have those discussions. But at the end, when all is said and done, a decision is made and it's got to be implemented. And the only way to implement it is autocratically. Okay. And then, you know, with going back to that quote, if, if, I, if I'm more aligned with being respected over liked, what does that do for, for the leader in that type of situation? Mm -hmm. I think it, it creates more accountability for the leader. Uh, I think they're um, the people that, that, that are their followers, so to speak, uh, will be much more um, uh, apt to follow the leader. Um, it's, not, <clears throat> it's not a question of being buddies with people. Um, it's a question of getting people to do their jobs and to perform at, at their peak. Um, and if you're more interested in being liked, I think what you're going to find is that people are will slack off. Deadlines won't get met um, because if you're if you want to be liked, you're not going to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. And there's probably not a good if you're if you're being that type of leader. There's probably a good chance that they're going to do that with the people that report to them as well. Would you think? Yeah, yeah. The lead, <clears throat> look, the leader is the model. <clears throat> you're the model for the people that work for you um, and <clears throat> what you what what is the saying that we have uh, you get what you tolerate yeah um, yeah and if, if you're going to tolerate non-performance or uh, non-accountability that's what you're going to get and that's going to become the culture of your company yeah and then you know, getting into this, do you have an example of somebody who does this very well um, that you could, you know, you could give the audience here to say, hey, look, this is this is what he or she uh, did or has done or is doing currently. And this is the outcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention names, obviously, but <clears throat> I have one member who um, is completely on top of his numbers knows exactly where every proposal is and is able to just walk into somebody's office and say, where are we on this? Um, and his, his um, employees, and by the way, and this, this really uh, makes a good point here, because if, you're, if your members, if, you're, if your employees respect you, there's a better, much better than even chance they're going to like you. But if they just like you, they may not respect you. In this gentleman's case, his employees have a lot of respect for him because he holds them accountable. <clears throat> he he is fair. He is honest with them, um, and you know, I think for the most part they really like him. Mm -hmm. um, he he cares about the people that are working in his business, um, and and but they they know he cares. But at the same time, they also know that. They have to perform. That's just the way it is. They have to perform. And I, and and what I see too, but I'm I'm asking you, but that equates to a high performing team. It does, <clears throat> and he has a high performing team. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> and he's taken a pretty significant hit during this pandemic. 
Um, but he is so good with his numbers and so good at projecting um, that he has not, I don't believe he has let anybody go. People may have left, but I don't think he has, he has not um, laid anybody off for that. Now with, with in fact, him, in fact, let me just add to this. Okay. He actually has hired people during this pandemic. Wow. Because he, he was smart enough to realize that there's going to be some really good people out of work. Yeah. So he went out and found them. Good. <clears throat> yeah. What I was going to say is um, kind of the last point here with, with this whole pandemic, you see a lot of, of people, you, you feel a lot, you particularly feel a lot of questions from leaders, high level leaders, CEOs and CEO uh, about how to transition back. Can you put what we've been talking about so far with this need to be, you know, this, this respect and the need to be liked in with how do I get back to work? How do I get back to normal following this principle? Does that work? <clears throat> well, I think demanding that people return to work doesn't work uh, because there's a lot of remote jobs available today. But in, in this gentleman's case, he said he wanted them back to work. He was he was very open to listening to any discussion about if somebody had an issue. He also talked. Now he's got I think sixty to seventy employees. He spoke with every employee individually about what they were going to be, you know, what he was going to be doing with regard to back to work. Uh, and he said, and there were some who were not real happy about it, but they're there. Uh, he said, there's a couple that have some issues <clears throat> with uh, um, childcare uh, and also with COVID uh, and they're not there. They're working, still working remotely. And I'll tell you, I, I was in his office this week um, and you could feel the vibes now of people being there and working. And it's a very positive vibe. Good. Is there, there, you know, as we end this, are there just like, if you would sum this up, are there just maybe three, four, maybe five, just like quick tidbits for people to be thinking about with what you said in going back and getting back to this, what we were calling normal? Well, you know, I think number one, um, you really have to um, take your employee's temperature. Uh, and I think what this gentleman did uh, was smart because he spoke with each one individually. <clears throat> um, sometimes you have enough employees that you really can't do that. But if you can, that's great. Um, I think you need to uh, be understanding, as he said to me, in fact, this kind of sums it up. He said to me, you know, he said, 18 months this has been going on. He said, I'm a much different person than I was in 2019. Because now he's got to really, and not that he didn't think about his employees before, but now he really has to think about keeping his employees. What does he have to do to keep them? Um, he's got, you know, salespeople work on commission. Um, and in most cases, salespeople get a limited salary and they make their money on their commissions. Well, in this company, there weren't many much in the way of commissions because business didn't come to a halt, but it slowed down quite a bit. So he increased temporarily, he increased their salaries to get them at least close to where they would have been had they been making commission. That cost him a lot of money. Yeah. But he knew that he had to keep these people engaged. Um, he had to make sure that they stayed happy, that they didn't want to leave. 
Uh, and so he did what he had to do. He gave bonuses to people. Uh, he obviously had to raise hourly wages with his hourly people. Um, and, you know, the, the, I guess the downside of that is because it's so difficult to find people uh, that he has had to put up with some underperforming people that normally he would not have kept. Uh, but until, until he, there's, a, there's a people out there who want to work, he has no choice. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you need to be to me. I think you need to be very sensitive to what your employees are feeling uh, and try to understand their situation. Um, I think you want to make sure that they stay engaged in the company. Um, I don't think you can just mandate that everybody has to come back on such and such a date. Um, you know, he is he he's willing to compromise with a few people, um, but. When people are there, when they're in the office, they're collaborating, they're talking to each other, water cooler talk, whatever you want to call it. But that's how business gets done. And everybody's still held accountable, whether they're remote or in exactly, the yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's well. This is some good tips, as always, uh, Dick. We really appreciate that. But before we get off, I mean, I you know most people know listening to this and listening to stuff I do, a big believer in the the power of of the group um, and you've been doing you know you've been doing vistage now um, for a long time i think i've known you the 12 13 years going on now and and really have improved uh under your guidance but as part of that group that we have i mean the power of that group we always talk about the power of peers uh is is big um i would ask you just to give a little shout out actually to yourself to let people know what you do and how to get a hold of you in case they're interested. So any leader, you know, listening, uh, listen up and how to get a hold of this man. I'm sure he would take some time to meet with you. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, the organization that I, uh, uh I'm contracted to is called Vistage Worldwide, <clears throat> V-I-S-T-A-G-E. Uh, and basically what we do is we bring uh, groups of leaders of companies um, in a non-competitive environment uh, and they come to this group every month for a full day to talk about the issues that they can't talk to anybody else about um, and there are a lot of those issues uh, it's a safe environment everybody's <clears throat> signs a confidentiality pledge um, and in addition to that I spend up to two hours every month one-on-one with each of them uh, helping them to resolve their issues, helping them to surface issues, uh, and holding them accountable for the things that they say they're going to do. Uh, <clears throat> we have probably one of the top most um, speakers bureaus in the country. We have over a thousand speakers <clears throat> in that bureau, uh, and most of them are keynote caliber speakers. In fact, Eric, you're a listed speaker. Um, so, but when they come to a Vistage group, they don't come to do a speech. They come to do a, an interactive workshop. And that's the way we do it. Um, I have members who are going on 20 years in Vistage. Uh, I have a lot of members who have been in for more than 10 years. Uh, and they wouldn't be spending the money, not that it's that expensive, but they wouldn't be spending the money if they weren't seeing results from their investment. And it really is, it's an investment in yourself as a leader and in your company oh if you want to reach me yeah uh, dick singer 8585 at gmail.com 
or 412-576-8049. Yeah, thank you. And then if, if you didn't get that, just get in touch with us. I'll put you uh, right in touch with this man. It's made a world of difference for me. Uh, give him a really hard time, but love him to death. Um, <laughs> Dick, thanks for being on again. Um, always, always good. Hopefully, uh, people will, will take some of this advice and use it as we get back to, I guess, what we call normal. Okay. Guys, that's all for today. Uh, really appreciate uh, you listening, paying attention, watching. Don't forget, we appreciate when you hit that subscribe button and that bell icon so you get notified when we post next. Uh, you can also visit us at centerforvictory.com. And remember, wherever you're at, Whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. We'll see you next time.